ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. The Drive. Elmore deep, left side three, and good! From 30 feet, John Elmore! The Drive with Paul Swan. We're just a little um, old school today on my cell phone because, uh, well, we're uh, having some connection difficulties. You know why we're having problems today? Because Jim Birmingham, former great of the Huntington Blizzard here today, and I think it's because you're so magnetic, your personality's wrecked all my equipment. Blame Canada. I'm blaming Canada for this one. Blame Canada. I'm blaming Canada for this one. So uh, we're going to do this show properly here in a few minutes uh, because I've got a crack engineering team that has, uh, they're, they're on the scene. Look, wait, this way. Jason Toy doesn't come out for just anybody. I know. I'm impressed. So, uh, <laughs> I am impressed right now. So, he said, you've already been looking at hockey cards while you're here. I've been, uh, I've been texting with a lot of the boys, Jared Bednar and Dan Fennell, Dan Burgess, Ray Edwards. They're all in the loop on what's going on today. And they're just worried I don't say anything stupid. Well, uh, we're, we're, we're going to do the show proper here in a few minutes, but uh, yeah, we might just have you come back tomorrow in the studio as well. So, that that's my... There might be just a week of Jim Birmingham. Hey, I'm, I'm, I'm down for that. That's not a problem with me, Paul. How exciting has it been? You're back in Huntington, and it's almost as if you never left. It, it really is. And, I, you know, I was talking to some people today, and I said, Huntington is the same, but it's kind of different. I, I was walking around downtown yesterday with, with Mark Taylor and also today basically being a tourist in a, in a city I lived in for almost a decade. And... Um, Downtown is absolutely nothing like I remember it, but the people and my friends that I, I haven't seen in a, in a long time, it's, it's like we talk every day. So um, what has taken you aback the most? Because Huntington has changed a little bit since you've been here. So what was the first thing you went, oh, that's not how I remember it. Well, well, that's different. Uh, to be completely honest, the first thing that caught my eye is that they painted the arena baby blue. That's kind of... <laughs> Threw me for a little bit of a loop. That's new too. <laughs> that just happened. And um, but honestly, just the foot traffic downtown. I, I was out last night with Mark Gibson and and Mark Williams and and again Mark Taylor and the people downtown on a Sunday night. It was I couldn't find parking. It was uh, I, I don't remember that about Huntington, especially on a Sunday. Maybe on a Saturday night, but but definitely not on a Sunday night. You think if. Huntington was the way it is now with the Huntington Blizzard then, that this could have been maybe uh, something that would have lasted even longer. The fact that Holman Square, that's a new development in downtown Huntington, and that brings in a lot of foot traffic. The fact that maybe more people in downtown Huntington, more people actually in Huntington, could have went to the hockey game, had been a part of their Sunday night, maybe go to the game, spend the night on the town, because Huntington really – for several years, it was a wasteland. For what do you do downtown yeah, Huntington? You're right. You're right. And 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 for me, you know, leaving Huntington was probably one of the hardest things that whatever I ever did is in my professional career. Because as everyone knows, I I really loved playing here, and I felt like I was part of the community. And this was my hometown. So leaving here and going to play, and once I left Huntington, I went to Jackson, Mississippi, Pensacola, Florida, Knoxville, Tennessee, Elmira, New York, and. Although those are all great cities and all great places to play, it just wasn't the same when you feel like you're playing in your hometown. And do I think Huntington and West Virginia could work in a minor league system? One, 100% I do. One reason I think we didn't do 
of the success I think, say, the Wheeling West Virginias of the world has is we didn't win on a consistent basis. Okay, okay. we are now doing this correctly, so I can have to hang my cell phone up here. I'm blessed. I really am blessed. I've got a, a good group of guys to work with here to get me on the air. So it was your fault. No, it's It's my fault. That's right. Thanks, man. Thanks, Burmy. Man, where's Ray Edwards when you need him? So we're here at the Union Pub and Grill today. And oh, by the way, when you come down to the Union Pub and Grill, don't forget every Monday, the Monday special, $1.50 bottles, $2 call shots. That's why Walshie's here today. It's not because yeah. he wants to be on the radio. It's the one fifty to 2. He's got alligator arms, so anytime there's something cheap, he's, he's down for it. <laughs> yep. So you're in town for a few days, and the thing that I hear a lot of times is, When's hockey coming back? So, uh, Burmy, when's hockey coming back? You know, I, I would love it to come back tomorrow. And, and do I think hockey's coming back to Huntington? I, I would say the percentage-wise it's less than, to put a number on it, less than 30%. But do I think hockey could work in Huntington? Absolutely. We just need the – obviously you need the right ownership group. That would be the number one thing. You need the city to work with you. You need the arena to work with you. You need a practice facility, which I know is an issue now because there's no more practice facility here in Huntington. And then you need a good product on the ice. And that was – you know, we've been talking about it for the last couple of days. We never had the depth that, say, the other teams in, in our league had, like the Toledos, like the Wheelings, uh, even – you know, even Johnstown at times, they were affiliated with Pittsburgh. They, they had some good players at, 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 at times, and we maybe had five or six really solid hockey players, and then we kind of dropped off. So affiliation does matter. Affiliation can help you, but it also can hurt you because then you're going up and down all the time, and, and that happened to me prior to I was 25, 26. I, I started turning down call-ups, but I left, uh, I think, two years in a row for half the season, which – which hurt us a little bit, but, you know, we still had guys like Andre Bashkirov who ended up playing in the NHL with Montreal Canadiens uh, for a little while, and he, he was probably one of the best all-around hockey players that ever played in Huntington, West Virginia, by far. So if it's ever to come back, what's the first step to make this a reality? Because it's easy to say, hey, let's bring hockey back, but you got to get that first step going. Well, it's, it's a little bit more complicated than one step. I think it's, from what I've learned from leaving as a player, and, and then becoming a coach and, and kind of on the management side, you, you need three things. Number one, um, you need a good ownership group. Um, number two, you need a good product on the ice. And number three, you need a city that cooperates with you. And that's what I learned in Knoxville is um, the year I got there, they left the United Hockey League and they were drawing 1,200 fans a game. The year I left, we were doing 4,600 a night in Knoxville, Tennessee, which they have University of Tennessee football there, which is runs the show, but we were able to get good dates, um, and we didn't lose. I think we lost four games at home the year we won the championship, and it was just uh, we put an entertaining, fun, offensive-style, tough team on the ice, and I, I think that's what Huntington needs is if, if hockey ever did come back, living in, in a dream world is – you, we need a fast, offensive-minded, blue-collar, tough hockey team. I consider him a Huntington legend, even though he's not from here. Jim Birmingham's with us. We're going to take our first commercial break, quick break, come back. Uh, we're going to regroup. We're here today at the Union Pub and Grill. 
Dave Walsh is with me, Paul Swan. It is The Drive, ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. You're listening to The Drive with Paul Swan, the 2019 West Virginia Broadcasters Association Best Talk Show on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. We're coming to you today from the Union Pub and Grill. Paul Swan, Dave Walsh will join us here in a few minutes. So we've got from way back when, it, it feels like it was just yesterday, but uh, Jim Birmingham, one of the all-time greats in the East Coast Hockey League. He was even honored recently, put into the East Coast Hockey League Hall of Fame. He's in town visiting for a few days, so I thought it would be a great idea for him just to come down to one of his uh, favorite locations, the Union Pub and Grill. And if you haven't seen him in a while, guess what? Um, I have got a stack that was just given to me of Huntington Blizzard hockey cards. How many of these were printed? Because Too many, obviously. Too, apparently these things were, um, I don't know, there was a big run of them because this is your first year. You just got handed a, a pack your first year playing as a Huntington Blizzard uh, player. So if anyone wants to come down, um, impromptu autograph signing probably after the show just for a few minutes. Yeah, and, and like I said on Facebook, if anyone wants to buy me a beer, I'm down here at the Union Pub and come on down and, and buy me a beer at any time they want. There's also an opportunity for you to take a photo of, we don't know whose hockey jersey it is, but the Herb, of course, has artifacts from all points of sports time. And around the corner, there is a Huntington Blizzard jersey. What did you think when you saw that? You know, it's, it's amazing. And, and I, I realized it within my first few hours back in Huntington. I, I ran into a couple kids that, well, they're not kids anymore, but used to skate around the ice with them when they were seven, eight years old. And then last night I saw them downtown here in, in Huntington. And, um, it, it, it's amazing how I posted something on Facebook and, and within 45 minutes I had 200 comments and likes and it, it's absolutely amazing. Dave Walsh is with us from formerly of the Herald Dispatch now of retired. So he comes in and hangs out with me every Monday and for a long time you saw Walshy at every game because he was covering the beat for the Herald Dispatch and um, has he aged any? He doesn't look like he's aged any. No, he definitely looks a lot older. <laughs> sorry, man. I'm sorry, sorry. I'm former sorry. young thundering herd quarterback well, Dave Walsh. That, don't you? Former young. Okay. No. No. It is, I mean, I heard he was in town. It's been great to see him for what he did while he was here. And as we have joked with you, there's a city up north in this state that still has a team in this league, Wheeling Nailers. Used to be the Thunderbirds. Now they're the Nailers, the longest running franchise in ECHL. So. It can work, and there's the things you mentioned. They needed ownership. They needed this, and they have it up there. It would love to see it come back here one day. He'd make a great ambassador to do it, but time will tell. But it was fun to watch him play. Game nights, he made it very exciting. He made it very exciting, and look who walked in now. Mr. Taylor just walked in. <laughs> fun to watch. Wheeling, Toledo, the old days. Uh, I'm reminiscing some names there. I don't know if you remember Link Gates by any stretch of the imagination, but he was up in Toledo. The period went in, Toledo guys are in the locker room going over things, links out smoking a cigarette. They come back out, he joins them for the second period and the third period. Great fun to watch. And, you know, people bust from Wheeling, they bust down from Toledo. It was a fun time. It was a fun time. I enjoyed it, except for the one Sunday, on you know, Super Bowl Sunday, when Nashville, I think it was Nashville beat y'all 16-1. to I wasn't here that year. I believe that was the first year. I don't think we, we had some – 
We had some tough games when I was here. I remember that, but I don't think we ever lost 16 to 1. Super Bowl Sunday, Jim Mirabella was a radio voice that day, and I felt so sorry for him because writing, I could get up and walk away for a while and come back. If you're broadcasting, you can't leave the microphone. You got to go. And poor Jim's going face off, Knoxville shoots, scores. Faceville, Knoxville shoots, scores. 16 to 1. Jim Mill, the goaltender, did not get pulled. And I think he's now a big wheel in either the AHL or something. I mean, Jimmy's going through his cards, and some of the guys that came through here have done very well for themselves since they left. I would say first and foremost, Mr. Bedner. Quite a career since he left Huntington. Let me just add, it was Jimmy Rubella and me. I was back in the studio making sure he stayed on the air. So Even that day at 16-1? And I'm missing the Super Bowl for that? <laughs> That's how much I like hockey. Yeah, it was definitely back then – you know, like David was saying, we had uh, some some really good players. And, and the thing is about Huntington and, and the, the, the group we had here, it, it was very distinctive from any other team I played on. Like I was telling you guys earlier, we're, I was in a group chat in January when I was in Toledo, 17 former Blizzard players from Derek Schooley, Kevin Payton, Rob Laurie, uh, Kelly Harper, Ray Edwards, Jared Bedner, Dan Fernell, Van Burgess, list goes on and on. And even, you know, guys like Van Burgess and Kevin Payton, they came down to Toledo, and Kelly Harper did too, to be there for my induction into the ECH Hall of Fame, which was uh, an amazing, amazing event and a very humbling experience. And the ECHL has come a long way from the days when the Blizzard were around. It was uh, very, very well done. And it's an honor to represent Huntington, the city of Huntington and the state of West Virginia in the ECHL Hall of Fame. I don't think people realize to this day the ECHL is and was a, a really big part of of hockey from when that league formed to to this point in time you usually got to go through the echl if you want to make your way to the nhl uh, absolutely and, and it's it became more as the years went on it became more and more of a feeder system to the nhl and, and like i mentioned earlier you know andre bashkirov in 96 he was playing in huntington west virginia and in 97 he was playing in for the montreal canadians in, in the nhl the most storied franchise in the history of the National Hockey League. So, so things like that um, are, are pretty amazing. And, and then there's guys, you know, like Paul Bissonnette played for the Wheeling Nailers. He had a, he had a pretty, I think, 300 games in, in the NHL. And I, I was looking at the numbers when I was in Toledo for the Hall of Fame induction. There's been over 1,000 hockey players that played in the ECHL who played um, in, the, in the National Hockey League. That's, that's, that's amazing. It's not that easy to get into the NHL. There are people whose dreams, uh, they maybe die at the uh, AHL or maybe even the ECHL for the league to be able to boast that really means something. For sure. And, and it's one thing I learned, you know, maybe my third, fourth year playing pro hockey is there's a fine line be between playing in the ECHL and playing in the American Hockey League. I had a little bit of success when I was in the American Hockey League, but besides going to training camp and playing some exhibition games in the NHL, I, I never got a sniff in, in the NHL as, as during the regular season. But with that being said, there are a lot, there was a lot, and there still is a lot of really, really solid, good hockey players playing in the, in the East Coast Hockey League. Okay, I need to, while you're here, I need some absolution from you because i got to apologize to the entire country of Canada. Because uh, you remember when my boy Gresky, right, you know, the reason why I'm a hockey fan, mm -hmm. um, played the Montreal Canadiens? and uh, lost in that Stanley Cup final when he was with the LA Kings. You remember that, right? I, I sure do. And, and just speaking of Canada, I have to say hello to 
a couple friends of mine who are listening. They actually downloaded the app and are listening back in Canada. My buddy Vince down up at uh, uh, Era Plastics where I work, and then obviously my mom and dad. Um, maybe my brother's listening, but probably not. But he's in Little Rock, Arkansas. Um, and uh, it, it, for, for me, it's just I, I, I had two weeks vacation and I chose to vacation here in Huntington. And it's uh, it, it's been a really fun two days and I still got 14 to go. I think my math isn't very good, but I think I got 14 days to go. So you're here to absolve me today because remember, again, we were talking about the Canadians beating the, the Kings and Gresky, you know, my 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 idol in childhood. And I curse Canadians that day. Now, unfortunately, I think I overshot because Canada hasn't been a Stanley Cup winner since the Montreal Canadiens, and I think that's my fault. So can you forgive me? But you know what? I, I, I have this debate a lot with my American friends, is, and they all say, oh, you guys haven't won the Cup in however many years. But I'm like, every team that wins the Cup in the U.S., 86% of the team is Canadian, so it's it's kind of like the Toronto Raptors in the NBA. If they if they win the NBA, every single player on that team is American, so it doesn't you know it's kind of a, a catch twenty two, I guess, if you want to say. So I'm good. I'm 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 off the hook. You're you're off the hook, Paul. You're good, man. How about that, Toronto? Canada is an NBA country now. What what's going on there? You know what? It's it's been unbelievable, and, and Montreal and Toronto are obviously rivals because of the NHL. But the coverage in in Montreal and and it's Toronto Raptors aren't just a Toronto team. They're they're a Canadian team, and and the way Kawhi Leonard has taken over the city of Toronto and actually the whole country of Canada has been pretty amazing. He's you know he's the number one news story every single night uh, back home. Do I think he will come back to the Raptors? Absolutely not. He will end up with the Clippers or the Lakers. There's no question in my mind about that. But uh, it's been a pretty amazing thing to see how, how big the Raptors have come, uh, become and since, like, Vince Carter days. That's, Kawhi Leonard has jumped over Vince Carter as the most popular basketball player in the history of Canadian basketball. If the Raptors win the championship, does he stay? No. I, I think uh, there's no way Kawhi stays in Toronto. We're going to take our next break. We're coming to you today from the Union Pub and Grill. It's one of uh, Mr. Birmingham's favorite haunts back in his Huntington Blizzard days. Don't forget, if you are in our immediate area, you can come down right now. $1.50 domestic bottles, $2 call shots every Monday right here at the Union Pub and Grill. we got more on the way. It's The Drive, ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Welcome back to the Union Pub and Grow, Paul Swan. Dave Walsh with us, the young Thundering Herd quarterback, former young Thundering Herd quarterback, uh, Jim Birmingham in town for the next few days, barnstorming because he's going to um, single-handedly bring back hockey all by himself to the city of Huntington. No did pressure. Say, did you say barnstorming or barstorming? Because there's probably a little bit of both going on, but I am definitely uh, would love to to figure out a way to get hockey back in, in into Huntington and, you know, just – for fun, let's start a GoFundMe page and see and see what happens. And we could be like the Green Bay Packers and be a community-owned team. And you know, 
I got about 700 bucks Canadian to chip in. So that's about uh, $76 US. And that's what I'm, I'm ready to put in. Okay. That sounds like a plan. Let's do it. You start the page and I'll share the link. Okay. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do it tomorrow. As soon as I figure out how the internet works, I will uh, f- figure out how to start a GoFundMe page. I'm on it. You know what? I think the Canadians, the Montreal Canadians, need an ECHL team that they can be proud of, and maybe you could get all your friends to, to chip in. They want to see you back in hockey. Well, I, was, I said I wasn't going to say this when we were on commercial break, but I think Jared Bednar would be a great place to start to, to bring Huntington uh, uh, another hockey team. Sorry, Benzie, if I, I, you're probably not listening, but you'll probably get wind of this, but uh, I, think, uh, I think that's a great place to start. Once I edit the live show on the podcast, it'll be a lot more palatable. He can listen to the podcast. And, of course, you can find us on iTunes. You can also find us on Spotify. We are on Stitcher Radio. And you can listen to the podcast always at WRVC.com. Uh, cheap plug there for all your Canadian friends. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Like I said, there's, there's probably like 14 Canadians listening uh, back home in Montreal. And, and I, I'm, everybody's texting me right now like, like crazy. And I don't get a lot of requests to do interviews as a plastics importer in Montreal. So this is my first uh, media event since probably 2008 back in Knoxville. Look. I was a little leery interviewing you today because I've had some bad experiences interviewing hockey players over the years. Um, refresh me a little bit. Uh, we had uh, Carson Cable as an interim coach. You remember that? Uh, for a couple of days or so during a, uh, I think, uh, Walsh, remember? Wasn't one of the Cable boys uh, filling in for uh, Ray uh, who had maybe had a... Uh, that much a, a me. Yeah. Well, all I know, I'm in the back in, the, in, in Ray's office and it's, I think it's Carson, and I've got to interview him for the coach's interview. And it, they're yelling at him, hey, it's time for your interview. And he just comes in, you know, naked as a jayberg. And I'm sitting there going, okay, uh, you know, yeah, on the microphone. But, but the good thing about interviewing Carson or Butch is you knew they were never going to swear on live radio. So that was one thing you had off your mind with me. You don't know. Hopefully there's a seven-second delay, <laughs> and we're all good. But that's one uh, – I don't remember when, when Butch here. I know Ray had uh, maybe dropped an F-bomb or two now and then on me. Ray had been known to do that. But, you know, one thing about Ray is – after he, he became a head coach, I think at 28 years old, and and Ray figured things out pretty quick. That you know, he he kind of calmed himself because when he was a player, he was super intense, and he kind of carried that over in into coaching. But by the year by our last year here, 99 2000, uh, Ray was one of the best coaches that I had played for in in, in my career, and I played I think eight 900 professional minor league hockey games. Jim Birmingham joining us, a uh, former young Thundering Herd quarterback, Dave Walsh. One thing I remember about you, a lot of times your goals were scored, there'd be a shot, a rebound, and you were there knocking home. That was a very big thing, wasn't it? And even to this day, in any level, shot, rebound, and you were there to put the rebound home. Yeah, well, you know, hindsight's twenty twenty. but when, when the team left Huntington and I had opportunities to go to other cities, and I probably had seven or eight legitimate offers, um, contracts on the table from other ECHL teams and I chose to go to the south division the difference between the north and the south division was night and day one one thing like while she said I was successful in the north division a lot of small arenas here in Huntington Toledo Johnstown small ice surfaces and I could get from the corner to the front of the net without having to move too much and I, I wasn't the uh 
that swift of foot at the time, but I, I was able to stand in front of the net and take a beating and, and tip in pucks and put in rebounds. And, and then, you know, at times I was able to pass the puck to some pretty good hockey players with Kelly Harper and, and Van Burgess, who, uh, by the way, speaking of Van, I, I spent a, a night at his house the other day in Lexington. He is the record holder for the most goals in one season by a Blizzard player. The only records, and I don't know why I know this, man. Maybe it's an ego thing, but the only two players that hold the records besides me in the history of the Huntington Blizzard, Kelly Harper has played more games than me as a member of the Huntington Blizzard, and Van Burgess holds the record for most goals in one season by a former Blizzard player. I wouldn't imagine why you would know those records. I don't know either. I, you know why, though? Like in, in my defense, it was brought up at the um, Hall of Fame uh, induction ceremony, a four-day event in Toledo. And, you know, I think it was, it was Van that mentioned it to me. And Kelly was also there, so he also told me that. Jim Birmingham joining us here today at the Union Pub and Grill. Paul Swan and Dave Walsh with you as well. Um, we, owe our, uh, we owe our affiliates one final commercial break. We'll come back. We'll wrap it up here from the Union here on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. One final time today from the Union Pub and Grill. We're here every Monday. It's, well, it's where everybody hangs out. And of course, if you ever been to the Union Pub and Grill and you've ever been here, you know this is where like a lot of artifacts are. We're going to go look around afterwards, see what other kind of Huntington Blizzard stuff we can find. Maybe we can find a Jim Birmingham photo. If not, we'll get one put up on the wall. We found a Blizzard jersey, by the way, one of the all-time greats in the East Coast Hockey League, and a former Huntington Blizzard player, Jim Birmingham, joining us here at the Union. Just vacationing in Huntington for the next who knows how many days. Yeah, I'm not sure if I'm going to go back to Canada. I might just pop a tent in Ritter Park and, and move to Ritter Park. Uh, I'm not sure how long I'm going to be here, but I'm definitely going to be here for uh, an extended amount of time. And, um, you know, like I, like I said, and I keep saying it, and I, every, all my friends here in Huntington, I tell them all the time, I consider Huntington my hometown. And, and even though I haven't been here since I think it was 2008, coming back here, it's, it's like I never left. I think the city of uh, Huntington, the Chamber of Commerce, and a few other marketing departments would, would like to get a hold of you in the next few days. And you know what's funny is, as I talk about it all the time with people at work back in Canada, I tell them how great the state of West Virginia is, and I try to explain to them, and, and I even know what happens down here, and I say, yeah, I'm going back to West Virginia. Oh, I've been to Virginia Beach. And then I, I have to explain to them, West Virginia is not in the same state as Virginia Beach, but I like explaining that to them, and I like showing them pictures of how beautiful this state is. And, but, but beyond that, it's, it's the people I've met and the relationships I've created during my time in Huntington is why I love Huntington. And why I was so loyal to this team was because of the people I met and because of the players we brought here. There was, there was a lot of players that felt the same way about this place as I did. So other than looking for a property for the new practice facility for the uh, upcoming team you're going to bring here, uh, what's the plan for the next few days? Uh, the plan for the next few days is, you know, I'm going to go to the gym a couple times. Maybe I'm, I'll, I'll hit up church uh, maybe twice, and uh, we'll see what happens. Those are great fundraising venues, right, gym and church? Yeah, for sure. I mean, I used to, t I used to tell the coaches here, Grant Sonier, Charlie Huddy, Paul Picard, and, and even Eddie, um, you know what? I've never seen a weight score a goal, and it's hard to score a goal when you're riding a bike. So w while I'm here, I'm not going to do anything but have some fun leisure activities. Speaking of uh, Charlie Huddy, um, how, how's he? You know, because um, he was maybe uh, 
some of our first, uh, I guess, a chance to touch greatness because, you know, he played with the greats. You know, he's experienced it all. Um, I think he was really, you know, once he came in and uh, this team, I think people started to get it, you know, because he was really the embodiment of, you know, what's it like to be a hockey player. One thing about Charlie is, and, and I had most, my most successful season as a Blizzard hockey player under Charlie, is because he came from the Edmonton teams of the 80s where they were freewheeling, offensive-style hockey teams. And, and that's, how, that's what Charlie did for us here. And taking nothing away from Paul Picard, Grant Sonia, or Ray Edwards, they took a little more from back in the 90s. I don't know if you remember the New Jersey Devils, left-wing lock and clogging up the neutral zone. And, which really wasn't my game per se, but as soon as Charlie came here, I kind of, uh, you know, broke out and had that first 100-point season uh, here in Huntington. Now, we've got the Stanley Cup coming up. Uh, it's uh, right now not looking good for the St. Louis Blues, so, so let's get a different perspective. Of course, I talk about the Stanley Cup all the time, but I've got an authentic hockey player I can talk about the Stanley Cup now. What's your early impression, and can the Blues come back? Do I think the Blues can come back? Absolutely. I, I think they can come back. Will they come back? I'm not picking the Blues to win the Cup. I think it's going to be Boston in six. Um, you know, you can't put a price tag on experience. You can't teach experience. And, and that's what the Bruins have with Bergeron, Marchand, um, Chara, and, and even Tuka Rask has been, you know, steady as steady can be in, in nets for them this playoffs. Have you seen hockey, the popularity of the sport, have you seen it grow over you know, the time where you played to what it is now? It feels like it has, but it's, it's not something that's truly tangible yet, at least in a, you know, a state like West Virginia. I mean, we like hockey here. Uh, a lot of people were surprised that there are a lot of hockey fans here, but you know, across the country, has it taken hold yet in your mind from where it was to where it is now? Absolutely, and, and taking nothing away from, from Wheeling, West Virginia, because I did play there for a year, and, and I spent one summer um, in, in Wellsburg, West Virginia. And, and if they can have a team and if they have success, and they've been the longest-running franchise in the history of the East Coast Hockey League, I mean, why can't that happen here? I, I, don't, I don't have all the answers. I, I, I wish I did. But, again, and then going back to another city I played in, Knoxville, Tennessee, the year I went there, the year before they were in the United Hockey League drawing 1,100 fans a night. And when I left Knoxville in, in 2008, we were doing 4,600 a night. So uh, pretty similar markets where there's obviously University of Tennessee football, they get 104,000 fans a game. Marshall football here, we can coexist and, and things could, could work. In my opinion, maybe I'm biased, but things could work here. Marshall University night, the Huntington hockey game. I'm good with that. Well, you know what? In, in Knoxville, we had University of Tennessee night, and we wore the University of Tennessee jerseys. And you know, I don't know why that couldn't work here. I, I don't understand. I, maybe I need to be briefed or schooled on why we couldn't coexist. But you know, if someone could tell me, I'm here for another 14 days. I'm pushing for college hockey. I don't think that's going to happen. Hey, we're going to see more of you. Um, we'll get you in the studio sometime this week where we actually have um, everything working. And <laughs> we don't have a, 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 a table of cords here to get me on the air. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow, same time. For those of you who missed any part of the program, you can always catch it on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher Radio, TuneIn. Also on Spotify for the former Young Thundering Herd quarterback, Dave Walsh. For Mr. Hockey himself, uh, Huntington Hockey, James Birmingham. I know that's, that's sacred wording on Pulse One. Thanks for listening.
WRBC Huntington, W227BS Huntington. This is your radio home for Pittsburgh Pirates baseball. ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930.